Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Rick Larrick, professor of management at the Fuqua School of Business. Rick and Dan discuss the correlation between hot weather and hit batters on the baseball diamond. And Rick, you do lots of different things. Hard to decide uh, how to describe you. Is that, is that a compliment or not? Uh, I'm, I'm living with that. Living yes. with and I enjoy that. So okay. that's fine. Yeah. And we want to talk about baseball. Yes. So what uh, struck your interest in baseball? <laughs> Uh, I am a baseball fan, and one of the pleasures of baseball is all the statistics. So if you're a number-minded person, there's lots of fun things to do with the numbers in baseball. And so this paper actually grew out of one that I'd done 20 years ago with, uh, with graduate students, actually, at University of Michigan. And this was a revisiting of the same topic. Okay, so this was when you were in kindergarten. When I was in kindergarten. That's yes. Right. And what, what did you do then? So at that time, uh, Alan Reifman, Steve Fine, and I we're interested in whether the heat aggression relationship that's been studied in social psych could apply in baseball. Heat aggression, what's that? Let me explain that. Um, so there is uh, an old literature in social psychology looking at various causes of aggression. Why would somebody try to hurt somebody else? And um, They cut in front of you in line. Has th- to be one of the big ones. That could be one of the big ones. Uh, other ones actually are things like honking in traffic has been one of the dependent yes. variables um, that's been a measure of aggression. And so... And actually, the classic studies have tended to focus on violent crimes in cities as kind of a, a main dependent variable. And so there is um, a literature on how we all intuitively know that in hot weather, we're more easily annoyed by others. And Are we? I just want to go and take a nap. <laughs> well, that's actually part of the controversy in the literature, which is when it gets so hot, people actually avoid each other and violence goes down. Okay. So there's a, con- a controversy about is the relationship between heat and violence truly linear or is it curvilinear with a dip at the high yeah. temperatures? Or, or maybe when it gets very hot, if you can avoid it, you will. But if you're not, you can't avoid it, then you're really upset. You're upset that you can't yeah. avoid it and you're annoyed in general with the heat. Exactly. So in fact, it seems like you can actually reconcile much of the literature by... S- looking at whether heat is escapable or not. Uh-huh. But, um, but so the key, the key thing in this aggression literature has been looking at does higher temperatures predict more aggression across a bunch of these possible dependent variables. And much of the literature in the field has looked at things like crime data. And in fact, there's more violent crime in the summer when it's hot. Yeah. But the problem is there are many confounds in the real world, like our kids out of school and yeah. teenagers in particular. And um, with idle time... Yeah, you know, do they get and into this, trouble? And this is all crime. Well, so the, the the main thing that they try to isolate is violent crime versus like burglary. I see. That's right. You know what's the most depressing? One of the most depressing papers on crime I've seen is this uh, paper by David Price, and he's looking at when do husband and wife get into domestic violence. Oh, I do not know what, this paper. What time in the year? What days in the year? <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to be holidays. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's any holidays, and the most depressing one. Christmas? It's Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. That's right. more depressing. When people, yeah. when people get together for presumably love, it doesn't <laughs> matter. The moment you put two people together, there's more chance <laughs> of domestic violence. It's like it makes it very salient and then you feel more disappointed, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. But okay. anyway, so so just analyzing f- uh, data about crime is complex. That's right. Kids are off. More hours in the day, all people on vacation, hard to figure out what's going on. And exactly. then baseball. Well, so this motivated uh, Alan Reifman, Steve Fine, and, and me as graduate students to look at 
baseball as a more controlled setting to see if during the course of the six months Major League Baseball has played where there's variation in temperature but not in people or other kinds uh-huh. of contexts. Um, and you can get the same person on different that's right. on different days. You, you kind of know that it, many other things that would co-vary with this are, are all being held constant. And so um, we were able to look at whether a, a certain baseball statistic, which is being hit by a pitch, which I'll explain in a second, if that actually increases with temperature uh, during the year um, and is higher on hotter days than on cooler days. And so in, in baseball, as one team is pitching to the other team, the other team's trying to hit the ball, um, what happens occasionally is a pitcher will hit a batter with a pitch, and because the ball's traveling... A pitcher, the guy who throws the ball... The guy who throws the ball... Would hit the bat, the batter directly? Hit the body of the batter directly, occasionally the head of the batter Oh, directly. that's not good. It's not good, and partly it's because the ball's traveling at 90 miles an hour, and it can do damage. Yeah. Um, in the old days, in fact, uh, now, people were you, hurt yeah, by can it. Can you measure if they try to do it, or whether they've been successful? Um... It's almost always an accident, and it's very hard after the fact to figure out whether it's an accident or not. Okay. Um, although, in a minute when we talk about the recent baseball paper, we think we have some evidence that it is intention. But in this older paper, the main thing we looked at was, uh, at a game level, just kind of counting how often it happens, did more batters get hit in hot weather? And, uh-huh. and, and that's what we found. Okay, and then it could be because they're slower to move away? Yeah, yeah, that's right. There could be a number of things. One of the things we did try to control for in the older paper was... Do pitchers just get fatigued, uh-huh. and or do they literally have a sweaty hand that makes the ball slip out of the hand? Okay. And so we found that other measures of inaccuracy did not increase with okay, temperature. Okay, so it's just that one. Right, and so that was suggestive that it was somehow intentional or aggressi- uh-huh. uh, aggressive. but um, In both, intentional and aggressive. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, and so we weren't able to, though, kind of pin down the intentionality as much as I would have liked. And uh, after mulling this over for a period of time and with the benefit of these amazing databases being put together in the last 20 years, I realized we could go back into the data and ask the intentionality question more directly. Okay, so how? So the, the idea would be simply to see, is um, my tendency as a pitcher to hit another batter just related to temperature or is it related to whether I'm reacting to a provocation because if it is provoked, then it seems more intentional that I'm yeah. now retaliating in response to it. And so by provoke like what? Cursing them? So there, there are a few different provocations. Um, the main one we're looking at is whether you've already hit one of my teammates. Um, if the opposing team has hit one of my teammates with oh, a pitch. Oh, I see. With, with the pitch. So it's, it's, right. it's like a pitcher uh, paying back for no, to another pitcher. It's exactly paying back. And but, it, but they're paying back to somebody else. Like it's not the same. It's not the pitcher who is now... Uh, better. No, that's right. Um, because it's it's too infrequent that you could pay back directly. But yeah. there's been this long-standing norm for a century in baseball that you uh, have a batter for a batter mentality, just okay. like an eye for an eye. That if you hit one of my guys, I need to hit one of yours, okay. and then we're even at that point. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is kind of uh, folk wisdom in baseball. It's um, one of those unofficial rules that. Players don't talk about directly, and managers don't talk about directly, but everyone knows that it goes on. Uh, A few managers actually have gotten into trouble for announcing very publicly that they will retaliate when one of their Uh players gets hit, but for the most part, it's kind of one of the unspoken codes. And so the key thing is, does this retaliation principle, which people know about, does it actually apply differentially at different temperatures? Uh Oh, I see. So you're basically saying when it's not that hot and you hit one of my batters, I would say, ah, 
never mind it was a mistake but when it's hot nothing right. is a mistake everything is intentional I'm really pissed off and I'm going to try and do it that's back. exactly the pattern we went in to look for and that is what we found which is that at cool temperatures there's no relationship between whether you've hit my batter or not. So I to an I doesn't work in cool temperatures. Exactly. And then it gets increasingly strongly applied at hotter temperatures. Wow. And the more of my teammates you've hit prior to this given time when I'm pitching, the more likely I am to um, hit a batter in this what's yeah. called a plate appearance. Yeah. So so do people do do players know it? So basically, you could say that the cost of hitting a batter, being the first one that hit a batter, in cold temperature is low right. because the chance for retaliation is not not that high so if i think about in our, our world going into a faculty meeting when they <laughs> when the air conditioning is high and annoying people it has no little cost <laughs> but if the air conditioning is broken we should be very careful that's that's a nice implication and i don't think there's any awareness of this i've never seen any uh folklore about heat i've only seen the folklore about, about retaliation independent of heat yep, okay right. so you know because of my burns i don't uh, regulate heat very well okay so i i'm hot a lot of the time because okay. i just don't sweat from more than half of my body Interesting, so yeah does that mean i'm uh, more easily annoyed and maybe i could do it i could use it as a reason i'm saying look i i'm sorry <laughs> I'm I'm a hot-tempered and uh, annoyed, but it's not me. It's just a lack of difficulty of regulating heat. That sounds like a good strategy in life. Okay. Yeah. Would you would you sign something for me to to, to yes. justify that reason? That's right. You have permission <laughs> to uh, be annoyed by others for this reason. That's okay. right. Yes. Eye for an eye. I can do eye for an eye. <laughs> you can do eye for an eye. Rick, thank you very much. A pleasure. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Duke University behavioral economist Dan Ariely. Dan's latest book is The Upside of Irrationality. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com.